two to go and a trip to Italy this weekend. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Yes, it's the fourth leg of this year's Six Nations. Wales looking to maintain their 100% record as the Triple Crown winners. Two changes in the side to face the Italians, with Corey Hill coming into the second row and Gareth Davis starting at scrum half in place of the injured Kieran Hardy. Coach Wayne Pivak explained his selection. Obviously, Gareth came off the bench in the last match. Has been in the uh, in the top two since. Thomas being out injured, so we've just stuck with Gareth and, you know, he's got a couple of things in the game which he'll be working on. Speed to the breakdown is one we want with all our nines and obviously it's, uh, you know, we want to move ball and get it away from those breakdown areas quickly, so you know, that's what he'll be focusing on. And Lloyd comes in on the bench who's been training very well. And the only other change in the starting 15 in the second row, what's the thinking there? Adam's just, uh, he's had a pretty big workload in camp. He was a bit banged up, to be honest, so we're giving him a break this week. He'll come to Rome with us, but uh, won't be in the 23. And what are you expecting uh, Corey to bring to the party? Well, a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm. You know, he's trained very, very well, and that's why, uh, you know, he earned his spot on the bench. He made an impact when he came on. I'm sure everyone saw that. And So, you know, we're happy that um, he'll come in and have a start. It'll freshen up the big fella and Adam. Yeah, and uh, Alan Wynn just rocks on as usual. Jake Ball, who's also been training very, very well throughout the whole campaign. You know, we feel he deserves an opportunity in this game as well. And it's nice to see him get his 50 test matches under his belt. Did you give uh, much consideration to resting or benching some of the other uh, senior players against Italy with a a view to the uh, potential crunch against France last up? No, for us, it's about the performance and we're we're not overly happy with the full 80 minutes yet. You know, we're doing some things very, very well in games and I think most people would agree that we're improving in different areas, but we've still got a a long way to go and uh, this team's building a bit of momentum and we want to stay with that momentum and probably reward the players that have done the bulk of it so far and uh, certainly it's another opportunity to uh, build combinations and work on our game ready for uh, the last match of the competition. Chance to uh, play in some uh, spring-like temperatures at last out in Rome, meant to be about 15 degrees. Um, how much does that help your efforts maybe to get a bonus point out this game and, and play some stylish stuff? Well, we sort of talked around how we want to play the game and, you know, there's two games to go and two very, very important games, so it's about getting results. And don't expect us to be throwing it around uh, willy-nilly. We've got a job to do and we've got to get on top of this Italian side before you see any of that sort of razzle-dazzle, I think. It's important that we continue to use the 80 minutes and develop our game the way we want to against uh, all opposition. You know, they're obviously planning ahead and they've made a lot of changes in the autumn and... You know, they're building a side over what will be a number of years looking towards the World Cup. And I think you're seeing a more expansive game from Italy. So they pose a few different problems from a defensive point of view than maybe they did a year or two ago. So, look, uh, we'll go out there and make sure that um, our defence is in order. And, I th- you know, that's been improving. We want to maintain that. So we'll put that challenge in front of the boys. But also on attack, we want to be very decisive and we want to take our opportunities when they present themselves. You mentioned about Adam Beard having a heavy workload. So when you look at maybe someone like Falatau, who played the full 80 last weekend, has played quite a lot recently, Thomas Francis as well, was there much thought to maybe rest in those guys? Yeah, look, it's on an individual basis and it's on the workload for the particular player and, and what their volumes have been like 
over recent times. Toby's pretty conditioned, I think. Toby's back at his club. He's very economical in what he does, and he plays out wide quite a lot. And uh, so, look, we're talking to players, we're assessing them. Toby's had a, a lighter workload today than he normally would. So there's ways and means of getting them uh, through 80 minutes on, a, on the park or in the weekend coming. Um, with any luck, it might be a bit less than that. But certainly, um, yeah, we look at each player individually and, and the positions that they play in and the way they play the game. Can you talk to us a bit about Callum Sheedy? Obviously, he came on very well and finished off that game for you against England. How close was he to a, a start this week? Where we're going with the games, the way we want to play, the way we want to start games, and there's a you know a lot of intensity, uh, a lot of fresh bodies around. Defences are in your face. I think that suits the way we want to play the, through that period of the game, having Dan there. And I think when Callum comes on, Willis comes on, it gives us opportunities to probably play slightly differently and mix it up a little bit more. But they're two very, very good players. We're fortunate to have them both and um, they are different types of players. So, yeah, that's the way we're running it at the moment and it's working so far. Um, Historically, Wales have been absolutely brilliant at negotiating these final two weeks when there's two to win for a clean sweep. What have you seen in the change of mindset or the way the boys are behaving, the senior guys who've been there and done it, I mean, someone like Alan Wins, they're aiming for his fourth. He's spoken a bit this week and last week. You know, he's been in this environment so many, the situation so many times. So it's invaluable the information that he puts across to the younger players who are probably experiencing it for the first time or, or some of them who haven't done it that often. So yeah, the senior players are invaluable. As you say, they've been there, they've experienced it. And they have the, the emotional support for the other players around them that, um, you know, find themselves in the situation for the first time. So, look, it's exciting for the players, the oldest player and the youngest player. When you get to a situation where you've got an opportunity to do something special, you want to put in the work, the hard work. And that's certainly what, what Al's stressed, you know. We work hard. We keep our feet on the ground. We worry about only one opposition, and that's Italy. I think the minute you take your eye off the ball, uh, the performances suffer. 970-odd caps in the team again this week. I mean, all that experience is going to be vital in these last two weeks. Oh, certainly. It's an old saying, but you can't put an old head on young shoulders as much as you'd like to with some players. But we've got a, a bit of a, a balancing act going on at the moment. We're bringing some players through, which we've seen, and uh, some of them have done very well. Cemented a spot, young Louis Rees-Samet, for argument's sake, at the moment is, is sort of commanding a, a selection each week on the wing. Good to see Callum on the bench. That, and with the experienced players, it's at the moment going very well for us. But, you know, as you mentioned, two games to go. Yeah, and it's an exciting time. With your centre pairing, you've gone with John Davies and, and George North again. What more were you hoping to see from them this week? Oh, I think George is just really enjoying the challenge of, of the 13 jersey. And, you know, having chats with Jonathan, he, he's enjoying the challenge of moving in one, you know, and it, it brings a wealth of experience. But when you think about it, there's a lot of test matches here with those two players, but only a handful at 12 and 13 and certainly as a combination there. So it brings a bit of life back into uh, some of the boys that have been there a long time and new challenges, as I say, and they're both relishing the challenge. I think, you know, if we can get some more game time under Jonathan's belt, that's going to serve him well. He's training well, and that combination hopefully will grow. There's still two games to go. You mentioned your captain there. How long do you think he can go on giving these sort of performances? His contract's up in the summer. He's 36 in September. He seems to be getting better. Will you be trying to persuade him to stay on and stay here? conversation Al and I have had over a period of time is that yeah we're very comfortable having him in the environment he's very comfortable in the environment 
and we just have a, a chat at the end of each season as, as to what we're going to do the following season. And um, we're very comfortable with that situation. And I think you would see that he's enjoying his rugby at the moment. He's enjoying training. He's got a smile on his face. He's got a, a lot of um, banter when we're away from the training field. So he's, he's enjoying life. And while he's enjoying life, I think he'll want to keep going. And uh, certainly he'll keep getting selected while he's putting out the performances that he is. And uh, he's one person that's very, very proud to pull on the jersey. And once you sort of let that go, it's a tough thing to do, I think, for a lot of players because it's an adrenaline rush, pulling the jersey on and going out and playing test match rugby, something that Al's done for a long, long time. And I think the question for Al is just, is he enjoying it? And I think you can see that in his face. Well, he doesn't look like a player who's stopping any time soon from performances in this Six Nations. We heard there about the New Look Centre partnership, both Jonathan Davis and George North playing out of position in terms of where they've earned most of their caps. So how does Davis think it's going as they prepare to return to Italy, where he led Wales two years ago? Yeah, I know, first time captain in the country and, yeah, I know, it was a huge honour and, you know, thankfully we got the job done and, you know, proud day for me, but that's in the past now and, just looking forward to Saturday's game and making sure that we keep our momentum up in this tournament. What are they doing differently then with uh, Garbizi at 10 and the youngsters Vani and Braley at 9? They're just looking, playing with their heads up. They're looking for mismatches, looking at the pictures that the defence has given and, and looking for people to jump out of the defensive structure. So our big focus this week is making sure communication's up, identifying their threats and keep to our structure you know if we keep to our structure don't go outside that and keep our discipline I think we'll be in a good place of course the Italy game in uh, Parker Scarlets was the one where you moved into 12 how different an experience is that proving 12 compared to 13 yeah you know there's slight differences in starter attack and starter D and it's something that it's relatively new at the moment to me, but um, no, I've done it before and I'm pretty comfortable with it. For me, it's what whatever's best for this team. If the coaches want me to be in a 12, that's what I'll do. You know, I think what we're building here is an opportunity to put ourselves in contention for the championship. You know, if I have to play 12, I'm more than happy to do that. Do you think it could be um, a long-term move to 12 for the rest of your career or would you prefer to go back to 13? What are your personal feelings? I honestly don't mind. As long as I'm playing, I'm pretty happy, you know. I think the opportunity to represent the country in the Six Nations is is what it's all about. I wouldn't say I'd uh, move too many other positions. I don't think I've got that much adaptability. But, no, I'm just glad to be playing. And, you know, hopefully you know, I can put a run of games together and get confidence and be in a good spot there. Obviously, it was a pretty um, disappointing 2020 on the field for Wales. How do you feel about the way things have uh, turned around Six Nations heroes and potentially and with a shot at the Grand Slam? Yeah, I remember when I came back to the Scarlets, it took a while for us to find our feet. I think we might have lost the first three or four games with Wayne in charge. But by the end of the season, we were playing some of the best rugby uh, that I've ever been involved in. I think it's what's been good is that uh, the autumn was an area where we could lay foundations. We knew then coming into the Six Nations, there was an opportunity to springboard our performances to make sure that we're competing. And it's always a case, the more time this group spends together, the better it becomes. But that foundation was laid in the hard work that was put in in the autumn. And although results weren't what we wanted, we took positives away from it. And you know, I think we're hopefully reaping the rewards from it at the moment. You've played an awful lot with George. How different is it? 
forming that midfield relationship as opposed to in the wider channels? Oh, look, I think it's uh, slightly different. You probably have more interaction in around the crux of starter moves and starter defence. But, uh, you know, having played with George for a number of years now, there's an understanding on the field. So um, it's making sure that when we get the opportunities and breaks in play, that we're having conversations, what one another is feeling on uh, how the game's going, where they're looking to attack us and making sure that we debrief and make sure we feed in to bigs at 10. There's slight changes, but at the end of the day, having played a lot of rugby with George and like the rest of the back line, you know, there's an understanding that helps us that when we get the opportunities, we can adapt and if need be, or um, make sure that we reiterate what's what needs to be kept going. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Gareth Davis back in the starting lineup at Scrum Half. Yeah, obviously happy to be um, back in the starting 15. And yeah, I think the boys have been playing well. You know, Kieran Hardy was outstanding last week against England. He was unfortunate to pick up that little hamstring injury. But yeah, I feel like um, there's a bit of pressure on me this week to perform as well as he did last week. Does your game differ much when you're uh, coming off the bench as opposed to starting this week? Yeah, it's always a bit different. You know, when you when you're on the bench, you know, you got to. Obviously, depending where we are as a team in the game, you know, if we're in front or if we're behind, obviously we've got different roles to play then. But um, yeah, starting this week, you know, just about doing the basics right and playing in the right areas. You know, as a halfback, it's very important to us as a team to be playing in, in the right areas. So it's just about managing the game well and to bring as much tempo as possible. It's been quite a scrap for that starting shirt, hasn't it? With uh, five different players who's since the autumn. What's it like being at the middle of it all? I think throughout my whole career, I've always had... There's always been a lot of competition for the scrum half jersey, so you know, I'm used to it and um, you know, it's healthy. I, I've always said it, it's healthy as a player and you know, it's, it's only a good thing for the squad to have uh, so much competition, you know, it keeps us all on our toes. And, um, and a word about uh, the opposition nine, it could be Stephen Varney, could be Callum Braley. What about uh, Stephen Varney as an opponent, the young lad from Pembrokeshire? Yeah, I know, small world, isn't it? He's a great player. You know, I've watched him play a few times for Gloucester over the last couple of seasons and yeah, I played against him a little bit in the Autumn Internationals as well. So he's a good player. We've spoken a bit about him this week. We know what his threats are. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on him. Do you sledge him in Welsh? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, strange, isn't it? I suppose seeing someone coming in and being first choice at that sort of tender age. Credit to him. You know, he's played well for Gloucester over the last couple of seasons. He's come through really well and... Um, it's a shame, really, that he's, well, it's not really uh, that much of a shame for me, but uh, that he's, you know, like a Pembrokeshire boy and he's out there playing international rugby in Italy. It's quite strange, isn't it? But, um, yeah, it's good for him and I'm looking forward to the competition on the weekend. Talking of uh, strange things, temperature's meant to be up around uh, 15 Celsius. That'll be a, a pleasant relief, won't it? Yeah, it'll be quite nice. You know, I think we've had that temperature over here for a while and I can't remember the last time I played in the... Uh, dry game with it with the sun shining so um, yeah as a group of players we're looking forward to that and hopefully it'll give us a chance to play a bit of rugby and chuck the ball around and hopefully score some tries The message being to you know look at developing the game as quickly as possible so you can get that bonus point uh, We haven't really spoken much about that you know we'll just start the game as, as we would start any other game you know um, it's important for us just to be trying to look after the ball and like I said earlier playing the right areas of the pitch and Hopefully that pressure will um, lead into points then and hopefully we can move on from there then. Are Italy going to be desperate to prove a point, I think, having shipped 40 or 50 points in each of their first three games? 
Yeah, possibly. But, you know, we've looked back at those games and there is lots of areas in their game that they do play some good rugby. And um, we've looked a lot at, uh, you know, they've got some um, great individual talent in their back line, you know, some, some of the wingers and the 15s and 10s, you know, they, they do look dangerous. So, you know, like you said, with the weather out there on Saturday, it's going to be a nice dry game. So, you know, individuals like that are going to be quite dangerous for them. So, you know, our defensive roles are going to have to be spot on. You know, the last couple of times we've played them, they have been tough matches. And I think the team that Wayne has picked for this week just shows them a lot of respect. I think we've broken a record for the amount of caps or something that we've named in the squad this weekend. So, you know, from our point of view, I think it shows a lot of respect to them and we're not expecting an easy challenge. And I'm sure it'll be a tough game for us, but hopefully one that we can come out on top of. Well, up front, Thomas Francis has plenty on his plate, returning to Exeter in the fallow weeks, starting for Wales, of course, and looking ahead to moving to Wales when he joins the Ospreys next season. He's also never lost to Italy. It's always a tough game, to be fair. I think in the autumn, they prove that. They've uh, developed the game a lot recently. It used to be a, a big battle up front and maybe not as much attacking threat, but with their young 9 and 10, they've got a real attacking ability now as well. So it's going to be a big challenge for us. Yeah, how much does that change the Wales approach, knowing that uh, maybe Italy are looking to do something a little bit different these days? Yeah, it keeps us on our toes. Obviously, the boys had two weeks to uh, train that and look at the footage. So, non-23 being amazing this week and running the plays and stuff to expect, showing us a lot of different pictures. So, you, you've got to be ready for what's in front of you and, and get the chat up. And uh, it's been a good week, really. Should be uh, nice weather-wise from the uh, look of it. A pleasant change from uh, playing back here this winter. Yeah, just walking up from training now, we had sideways hail, so it'd be nice if there's a bit of sun and a bit warmer out there. How about the way Wales have been playing, though? This Six Nations looks to be uh, a lot more emphasis on the forwards being able to be uh, part of, of handling moves and uh, your ability around the park as well. I just think the time together as a group uh, really developed us and with a new coaching staff and COVID, they, they saw the boys in in the 2026 nation and then not again for what was it eight months and then you're straight into another game there's not a lot of time to get reps together get combinations and stuff and yeah we, we've had quite a set team this campaign and it seems like we're gelling a bit more every time we get to play and hopefully we can take it another step up and find those combinations again this weekend certainly been settled in the forwards. Uh, how much extra emphasis does that put on you having to play the pretty stuff as well as the grunt? Oh no, it's good. Obviously, when I first came on the scene, a prop didn't have to do much, just have a solid scrum and go from ruck to ruck. But nowadays, it's about numbers. If you're on for 50 minutes, you might have to top the rucks or more tackles, defensive breakdown areas. So much more you can add to your game, but it's exciting to try and add that string to your bow. As for uh, Italy, they've been known to try unusual tactics with their props, maybe uh, picking the stronger guys on the bench and... Uh, saving them until the opposition stronger guys uh, tire a bit. What's your thoughts on that? I think Wales did it with Steve Hansen, was it? With Bomb, he used to start and come off and come back on. So everyone's tried different approaches, but all you can do as a prop, if you're playing against them, you, you play what's in front of you. You prep for everyone, you prep for the starters and the bench as you always would, and you'll have the plan for each one and you just take it as it comes really. But for us, it's just focusing ourselves, our process as an eight and yeah, go to it that way. As for yourself, obviously a big move in your career coming up. Have you had time to think about it or do anything about it practically, moving to Wales? Not really, to be honest. I've been busy here, so it's 
quite nice to have that distraction, not think about it. Obviously, there's still a lot of Premiership rugby and European rugby to play of Exeter. It's a long season and my focus has got to be there. I've got to give my all to try and get picked there and hopefully get some more silverware to leave with. But yeah, I'm excited about the next journey in my life and my girlfriend's from Wales, so to move back to Wales would be nice for her to be close to family and hopefully the Ospreys are building something that I can add to. Have you got a place to live yet uh, from the summer? I'm trying to get a mortgage. Tough times, but I'm trying. <laughs> In terms of your r- rugby, how much difference is that going to make to you being part of the uh, the Wales camp during the down weeks uh, most of the time as well? Yeah, it's, it's obviously it's good for me. I've used it as a positive the last few years to go back and refresh and come back. But I think with the age I'm getting to, I think it would be good to be here in those weeks off, refresh or recondition. And hopefully it can add, add to my performances, add to me as a player as well. When we've spoken to Wayne Pivak and players over the last year, obviously there's been some tough questions. But what's impressed me is kind of, I guess, Wayne's calmness around what he's going to result in at the end, hopefully. For you as players, has there been kind of this inner kind of, I guess, um, attitude to to the bigger picture? Yeah, in the autumn, it, it was about the bigger picture, different combinations, getting a settled squad. The environment's very important in international rugby, especially in COVID and getting 38 blokes that get on and want to have a common goal really makes it easier for everyone to strive, whatever your job is, if that's preparing the team, playing on the bench. If everyone's going in the same direction, it's a lot easier. Yeah, it was tough in the autumn. Results didn't go where we wanted, but I think we've grown this tournament as a result of that. Everyone who's come in has got a common goal and, and we're excited excited to, to be around each other, have that time in camp. And there is a lot more because of COVID, so, so it has to be that way. Are even the players a little bit surprised that you are sitting here, triple crown winners already and you know, Italy and building up potentially that game out in France? Is that something you expected or do you think a little bit pinching yourself? Yeah, you've always got to expect to win. You can't expect to finish bottom of a Six Nations or anything like that. I mean, it's a momentum tournament. It's all about one game at a time. You know, Ireland home. We have Ireland England home in, in these years when we have the Blues away and to start off, with a win, it gives you the confidence to go up to Scotland who are confident, you build on that and yeah, the way it's fallen, we we knew those first two games were massive for us. Six day turnaround away from home, there was a lot of energy put into getting the bodies fresh and going for it. I think we've always strived to be underdogs, haven't we? Welsh always the underdogs and we do well and we slip under the radar but in the camp, the confidence is always there. We're a very experienced side was a good core here, was a good atmosphere in camp and that's the basics for any successful team. And yeah, our aim at the start was to win the tournament as everyone, every team says, you can't have any other aim. So I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but we're happy with where we've gone. So good luck to Wales in Italy this weekend and it could leave us some pretty exciting previews for next week. But until then, from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye and stay safe.